0: She climbed the porch steps, carrying a can of vanilla Coke. Love that haircut, she said as she settled into the rocker Abby Worley had vacated only a short time before. I'd had my hair cut to my chin a few days earlier in preparation for a photo shoot for my next book jacket. My hairdresser had added blonde highlights to the auburn shade I'd worn for the past decade, and Shannon commented on it every time she saw me. Even my mother had noticed, telling me the cut and color looked sassy. I knew she'd meant it as a compliment. Shannon leaned forward to get a good look at me, her own hair falling away from her face in a thick, dark curtain. I think you need some new glasses now, she said. I touched my rimless frames. Do I? I asked. I thought my glasses were stylish, but... I was usually three or four years behind the trend. You should get some cool plastic frames, she said. Like, in a bronze color. I don't think I'm ready to be that cool. I was amazed at my ability to carry on such a mundane conversation when my mind was still reeling from Abby's visit. Shannon took a long drink from her Coke. Actually, Mom, she said. I came home because I need to talk to you about something. She glanced at me. I'm afraid you're going to be upset. Tell me, I said, wanting her to spit it out before my overactive imagination had a chance to fill the silence. She gnawed at her lower lip. Her dimples showed when she did that. I've decided to live at Dad's for the summer. Shannon looked at me directly then, waiting for my reaction. I tried not to show any, my gaze intent on the dogwood in our neighbor's front yard. This is no big deal, I told myself. Glenn only lived a few miles away, and it would probably be good for them to have some time together before she went away to college. So why were tears welling up in my eyes for the second time in an hour? This is the last summer I have with you, I wanted to say, but I kept my cool. Why, honey? I asked. I just, you know, I've lived with you since the divorce, and I know Dad would like it if I, you know, if I stayed there this summer. I'm trying to be fair to everybody, she added, although I saw right through that. Shannon was a good kid, but she was not so noble that she'd put her needs second to someone else's. What's the real reason? I asked her. Has he been trying to persuade you to move? No! She shook her head in a tired motion. Nothing like that. He works long hours. She laughed, the sound popping out of her mouth before she could stop it. Now you get it! She said. She smoothed her hair away from her face, her Italian charm bracelet nearly full of the small rectangular charms all related to music. Get what? I asked. Mom, I'll be 18 in three months, she said, her voice pleading with me to understand. You still treat me like I'm 10. I have to let you know my every move. Dad treats me like I'm an adult. So that was it. Well, I said, now that you're just about in college, maybe we can change the rules a bit. You'd have to totally revamp your rules for them to be tolerable, she said. You don't let me breathe. Oh, Shannon, come on, I said. That was always her argument. She said that I smothered her, I gave her no freedom. I was overprotective, that much I'd admit to. But I was not her jailer. You haven't even asked to do anything in months, so how can you say I don't let you breathe? She rolled her eyes. There's no point in asking you if I can do anything, because you'll just say no, she said. Shannon, that's not true, and I think you know it. When you go on your book tours, you still make me stay with Erica's family, even though she and I haven't been friends since we were like 12. Just because her parents are...